This is a Teacher Saves World field recording, Sunday, April 11th, 2021, 11.30 a.m. And we are in our backyard in Tulare, California, United States of America. So we're going to start off the conversation. It truly is a conversation today. And I'd like to throw this out at you, this question. If you were able to sum up this past year in like a few phrases, a few words, as a mother, as a professional, as a human, (laughs) and this will probably go into like a longer story, but like how would you sum up this pandemic year for you and your boys? I would say it's been the year of the unknown. Expect the unexpected. Any plans that you made, any, (laughs) not (laughs) dreams, but any ideas that you thought this year would be like, changed constantly. What's the word they use? Fluidity. Everything was in a constant state of flux. Amen. Between work, (laughs) school, um, life. Um, Granted, I didn't lose anybody to COVID. I I know people were dying from COVID, so I did have to take it seriously. Right. Um, But it was just a year of chaos. Kind of. I'm a planner. So for me, the unexpected or the unknown mm-hmm. equals chaos. And I don't really do that great with it because I'm a planner. I have, you should see my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Every day has what I have to do that day. So yeah. this is very yeah. hard for me. Absolutely. I, I kind of think um, you nailed it for me too. For many of us moms, teachers, professionals, I used to think I kind of went with the flow, but too. I had a me plan too. and I realized I didn't. And I, I learned a lot about myself. And I got to work every day. I went to work every day. My schedule at work did not change. Granted, I did a lot more phone visits um, and spoke with patients over the phone as opposed to them coming into the office. But for the most part, my life was easy because it didn't really change. But yeah. uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody else's around me changed. So you had that stability. I had very much that stability. So you had the stability at work. Jump over to... Home. home is the problem. Yeah. With two kids, one in college, one is a senior in high school. This is not how it was supposed to go. Right. Because I think we learned that lesson. That was a huge lesson. I think uh, you nailed it there. And I, I would agree. That's probably the biggest thing I learned this last year was, uh, what's the joke? You know, um, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Right. And uh, we have to always stay open to things. And that's really hard when you have kids because we talk about as teachers and parents, how necessary structure is and routine and uh, predictability. Mm-hmm. And there was none of that this last year. And you're right. It led to chaos. And it was really hard to deal with. How did it affect your two, your two sons and, and their one is 17 and one is a senior in college. Um, the senior of college, of course, because he has more life skills, was able to cope with it better, mm. was able to go to school online, and he put himself into a routine. He'd get up, go to school, work out. I mean, he was a little bit better at the routine. Now, the 17-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> it was... We chuckle. <laughs> You know, it was a little more hanging out with friends, playing yeah. Xbox. Not a lot of schedule until I had to put the, the I kind of had to put the, the stop to that. Like, yeah. we're going to have a schedule. We're not laying in bed till 10. 
because we have B-Track. We're getting up at 8 o'clock or 7. Yep. You're going to work out. You're going to take a shower. You're going to do something. Yeah. We we definitely saw that as yeah. as teachers was those kids that could enforce on themselves a schedule or had mm-hmm. that skill set were the ones that stuck around and, and succeeded. And the, and the ones that couldn't, that just kind of succumbed to... The free flowing exactly. nature, their exactly. own yeah, their own impulses really struggled. Our 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 own children, and we have we have two kids. Like you have two yes. kids, and ours are different genders. And sometimes we think, well, maybe it's the gender difference because the girls are, you know, they like their little pin pouches and their yes. schedules. They're all kind of organized. And so our daughter did that very well. Yep. And our son really struggled with that. Yeah. But you have two boys. Yes, and so it was. It was um, the very different boys. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was rough, and especially for the senior. That's not how you're. Well, senior in high school. That's not how your senior year is supposed to go. No, no. It. <laughs> we. I mean, you know, they as freshmen walking on that campus, they watch the seniors every year, mm-hmm. and they, you know, even though I know my boy doesn't express too much, but they dream of like that year of like exactly. senior night, mm-hmm. senior recognition, the final game. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yes. The freshman players looking up to them. I mean, for the loss of water polo was probably the biggest thing. But thank goodness for the coach because he kept those boys practicing. Um, in the summer, it was at Kuya when the pools weren't open at the lake. Um, it was, he did kind of get in trouble a little bit. He had to back off. Oh. <laughs> they weren't real happy with him. So he did. And then he, you know, backed off. And then when he could practice, he did. He had them in the water practicing as much as he possibly could. So I, I, I even thanked him a bunch. Like, yeah. I know chances are there's not going to be a season, but thank you yep. for giving them something to look forward to, uh, to hang out together. They're giving some bit of normalcy. Yep. And that was the show. We all know that high school for so many kids is not academic. No, for my, all. yeah, for at my all. youngest especially. Maybe that top, what, 10%, that's probably being generous. For the rest of them, it is social. Social. And it's learning how to maneuver in a world of people you like, people you don't like, exactly. crushes, heartbreaks, joys, and going through the day is, is all about the social. Exactly. We stripped it away, mm-hmm. and we put nothing but academics online. Mm-hmm. What did we expect? <laughs> you know? Um, uh, you know, yeah, I know it's been hard on the kids. It's I, I mine too. Mine too are pretty s- stable from what I can see. I'm sure there's some angst going on, but the office where I work, I do see a lot of teenagers with a lot of depression and anxiety, and not just like, oh, sweetie, it'll be okay. Like, wow, we need to get you into counseling. You may need to see a psychiatrist. You may need medication. And some kids that at this point don't even want to go back to school. The thought of them going back to school makes them anxious. They're having panic attacks. This is not how it's supposed to be. (laughs) So were these kids brought to your clinic by their parents? By their parents, yes. So what were some of the, I don't know, without, with, I know you have confidentiality issues, but like the signs or what did they, like, give us a picture of what they looked like. Um, kind of a little bit quieter, more introverted, um, Kids that weren't real involved with activity. Well, maybe they were like artsy at school yeah. or um, mm-hmm. more, yeah, artsy. Not real sp- sports, m- not very great at school either. Not real academic. Probably those that were on the cusp that you might have to bring into your room and be like, do you need some extra help right. or can I, you know, yeah. help yeah. you with something? And kids that parents, they care about them, but they're not sure quite how to help them through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the they already f- kind of had a little bit of social anxiety before, 
So the fact that they haven't been around people and they've been on their phones and on their computer for so long, now they really don't want to be. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the most heartbreaking statements I heard from one of my freshmen was, I don't know if my friends are still my friends. Exactly. That's it. Because I haven't seen them. Yep. And maybe there's a space now between communicating on the texting. They're not, they're not snapping me back. They're not. Yeah. So maybe they're sick. Maybe somebody in their family has COVID. You don't know. Maybe their mom took their phone away because their grades are bad. (laughs) Maybe they lost their phone. Yeah. Can't afford another. Like there were so many unknown. You open with the unknowns and I. You don't, I hadn't thought about that until just this moment was, uh, so we just got back on campus. We're doing a hybrid schedule. So we have an AM track and a PM track. Uh, 8.30 to 11.30 in the morning is our AM, and then our 12.30 to 3.30 is our PM. And the kids were split up. And I have noticed, now we didn't give our kids a choice. Our students were, we were coming back on campus, and we didn't give them the option to stay remote. Or if they wanted to, they had to transfer to like another school. Yes, to another school. To Mm -hmm. another school. Uh, So we kind of, you know, really got them back on campus, which I think is a good thing. Because sometimes you need to make them eat their vegetables, right? Exactly. They don't, they don't want, they to. want to. Exactly. But what I have noticed, because they are split up, as I'm walking around campus, I'm noticing more singletons, more kids by themselves, because maybe they are split from their friends. Their group. That's a and, huge deal. And uh, we have plenty of plenty of kids have one, two really good, solid friends. And that's really all you need. Exactly. But if that one or two are in the other track, oh, man, I'm... Like I'm dying on the inside as I'm seeing these kids. It uh, sucks. You know, and I, I do think it's good that we made them come back on. We didn't, you know, cause I think the socialization of we the classroom, they're connecting with teachers. They have way more opportunity to, to, you know, just be involved and be around people. But I hadn't thought about that, that part of it. Yeah. You know, and, and this A track, B track, for people that don't know, we had to split the classes in half. So you have a class of 35. You can't have 35 teens in a room right now. you got to have less. Right. So it's almost like a divorce. I call, like, my A track is my mom class and my B <laughs> track is my dad class. And I'll walk in and I'll be like, oh, the funny, you know, repartee that used to go between these two guys. They're in different tracks now. And they miss each other. And there's a lot of that going on. I know you mentioned your senior yeah. was not in the track with his friends. Nope. So what's the point of going back to school? Right. So your district, they gave him a choice. They gave him a choice. So he he chose not to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So he's still distance learning. Distance learning in the afternoon. Now, something that's exciting that's happening tomorrow is he's going to work. What? He has a job? <laughs> he has a job. Granted, it's for my father-in-law, but still. <laughs> we we got to do something to get up yes. in the morning. I mean, so what I try to, and I tell this to my own kids, well, not my oldest, but my youngest, and the kids at the office, is life is not on a computer screen. You have got to interact with people. Yeah. You have got to get some life skills. And that, you do not get that from Zoom, and you do not get that from this telephone yeah. or from Snapchat. You have got to get out and interact with people. Granted, maybe you will work in a job where you don't have to, but I can't think of very many that you don't have to interact with people. Yeah. Uh, Forest I know ranger, now I'm thinking. Uh, I go. I know. That, that An person. Animal. I saw once a guy who uh, spends time like in a cabin way up on a hill and looks for forest fires. Exactly. People that work in a lab <laughs> in a hospital kind of are a little bit more. Yeah. Like solitary. Solitary. Right. They don't interact with patients. Right. But, but you still have colleagues and you have a boss and you have or yes. underlings. Yes. So you have. I mean, and I tell them, we're like, well, 
you know, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to get a job. But yes, even if you get a job at Costco or yeah. Target, you have to interact with people. And you still have to go to the store and buy things. Yes. Talk to cashiers. Absolutely. Order food from a from a waiter. Yes. yes we need people so skills. I don't like, we need people skills. <laughs> <laughs> not phone skills. No, you cannot grab hub forever. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they, you know, and they, uh, podcast I just listened to on, on, you know, some of the most important skills going into this next century is going to be the soft ones. And it's the soft skills that aren't necessarily taught. It's the ones you absorb from being around people. And if you need to collaborate with people, um, creativity, you know, that, that comes from like that synergy between human beings. Well, you know, the, the, and reading the their face. The class I teach is a, uh, I was used to call home economics. Now it's called like family consumer sciences. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we recently were exposed to some, some data, some information talking about that in the workplace it's a soft skill deficiency that that loses jobs mm-hmm. you know it was something huge like 85 87 percent of people that lose their jobs it's not a hard skill deficiency it's not because you can't do the you know put this widget you know in that box over there it's uh, you can't get along with your colleagues you can't show up you know on, on time, time on a regular basis uh, it's a soft skill issue and so those are the uh, those are the skills that uh help you keep or uh, earn your job, keep your job, rise up in your job. And it's also the reason people lose their job. Yeah. And that's high school. That's, that's exactly. So I'm afraid yeah. we've, we're just creating with this whole past year where we've just not made a mess of things, but we've sacrificed. I think I read this somewhere. We are sacrificing one generation for another generation yeah. because granted the mortality rate in kids, teenagers has been, Right. Next to nothing. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Next to nothing. So, yes, we do. We, yes, people did die. I can't not say, yes, lots of people have lost many family members. Um, yes, this pandemic was a danger. It was dangerous. COVID's dangerous, but not for kids. So we've right. sacrificed them yep. to save another. And I've read that, and I'm yeah. like, that really does make sense. We've actually, this podcast was actually born kind of out of that moment, and that was some of the first stuff that we talked about and tackled because we started this right when the when it happened, when it started. And with a senior, uh, we talked about that. The class of 2021 was being just annihilated, mm-hmm. uh, really sacrificed. And we were frustrated that we were only hearing from medical professionals, only. And so, of course, people who are wanting to end a pandemic are going to tell you this is how you end it is you keep people away from each other and keep you know uh cutting off the lines that you know germs can jump from one person to the next but that meant no school and that meant no business and and we needed to have we were always wanting a more total conversation we wanted to talk to child psychologists we wanted Mm -hmm. to talk to business leaders we wanted to involve everybody and see yes i mean it was a little frustrating i totally agree and uh because you brought up the point, your water polo coach was working so hard, so hard. And I remember that he was working and he was taking boys out to the lake, lake. because they <laughs> were, gets it. the schools were not allowing the, the sports to happen on campus. And then he got in trouble for trying to get his, keep his boys from going cuckoo in their bedrooms. Exactly. That's a sin. With, and, and he was careful. Like yeah. he was careful. He didn't want you if you were sick. He didn't want you... If you had to miss because you were worried, you would never be penalized. He put that out there. Yeah. Like, this is not mandatory, and you will not be penalized. Yeah. Well, here's a man who probably 
harkens back to when he was a teen and saying, um, you're putting all these teenage boys who are active. This is how they get, this is how they get all that out. Exactly. And you're taking all that away and you're putting them on a zoom screen Ugh. and just feeding them academics. That's not going to work. No. That's going to implode. No. He gets it. And I mean, especially water polo being such an aggressive, mm-hmm. you sport. know, yes. such an aggressive sport. And they just, I, I give it up to him. And I, you know, I've been a little frustrated just recently coming back with the kids live um, because the teachers are, and I don't know if you see this in your, your son's school, there's a few ways people are handling this. And the teachers are coming back and thinking, oh, my God, I've got the kids back. I see them once a week, and we have missed out on so much curriculum. And I got to get to it. We got to get to it, you guys. We, you know, we only have two months, and here we go. And then there's others of us that, you know, I truly feel like the focus has got to be talking, Mm -hmm. listening to each other and creating. Now, I, the kids have got, we cannot be a talking head up at the classroom and piling on work Mm -hmm. that needs to be done the week we don't see them as homework. We can't do it. We've got to get them back in the mode and we've got to let them know they are loved and we've got to get them talking to each other. Exactly. Yeah. They've it's, atrophied. They're almost kind of that's frozen. Exactly. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, and, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and I just, I just hope that all the teachers are taking this into account with those live bodies in front of them and the ones still at home. Like we've got, they've got to hear their name. Mm-hmm. I it's, mean, <laughs> it's vital. We're bringing them back from the dead here, people. That's how I feel too. They need the interaction. Yeah. I, I, I think as humans, we're, we're social people. We want interaction. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We don't want to be in the cabin. I mean, I know the guy fighting fires you were just talking about yes, in the cabin. He does. But otherwise, yeah. that guy is Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, but I was just <laughs> going to say, so bombings. did the Unabomber, too. And that's how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I think that's why. <laughs> Our sons are going to be Unabombers. <laughs> now I'm freaking exactly. out. <laughs> oh. That's why I applaud our district for just not giving that choice that we said well, we're coming back to campus the proof's in the pudding because none of my seniors wanted to come back when i pulled them they're like oh hell no and we're i, done. We're almost I said it's almost done it's a waste i said well actually no it's like that it's many many weeks oh. and then you would come back and you would no miss jones it sucks i have job blah, blah, blah. anyway when i pulled them the first week back on a finger meter zero this sucks i want to go back to zoom and a 10 would be awesome Every single one of them, between a 7 and a 10. Every single, and these are the ones that were like, no, I'm not coming back. Right. Once they got over the phobia. It's like so many things. It's like exercise, right? Uh, That's kind of the (laughs) metaphor I try to, you don't really want to, like going into it, you're not too excited about it. But in the midst of it, and when you're done, you're always so happy that you did it. And and I try to kind of like, you know, uh, sort of preemptively prepare them and use that metaphor but you're right. I, I experienced the same thing. Once I had them back on campus, every single kid, all the ones that were so like just riddled with anxiousness and and uh, all these different negative emotions not wanting to come back were so thankful that they were there. It actually shocked me. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Well, I, it actually shocked me mm-hmm. that they liked it as, so much. And I think it was just putting on new shoes and Looking at the cute girl over there and, you know. Getting up and going somewhere in the morning. Not so much my dynamic lesson plan. Well, I felt the same thing. You know, when (laughs) when we got, uh, teachers were going through the same thing. We were all sort of like, do we know what we're doing? How do we do this? 
Uh, we've really gotten used to this distance learning thing, and uh, there's no management issues in distance learning. You just you hit the mute button. Nobody acts up. You can put them back in the waiting room. That was kind of fun sometimes. But I, yeah, I found <laughs> we that first morning when we walked on campus and there were students there, it was just like it was like coming home. It felt so. And and I remember there was a there was a break and 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 me and another teacher we found we were just standing there just like looking out looking, just marveling at a campus with students on it again, because it had become this weird uh, dystopian place where. There was this big, beautiful campus, and we're so used to students everywhere. And every time I left my room, there was nobody out there. Yeah, it was like a scene from like The Walking Dead. Oh, you know, totally. They always come a, come upon a empty hospital or an empty. That was yeah. what I felt like. It's just not right. And those kids being back felt beautiful. Feels beautiful. Yeah. The funny things they say and do, but uh, oh. Hey, so your uh, your high schooler, he's taking a uh, one of those college courses he did last semester dual enrollment the dual enrollment Mm -hmm. how uh and then you have a college age uh uh boy how have the colleges been is the college distance learning thing different than no um i think it's pretty much the same like he um would get on and lecture for like an hour and a half hour and 15 minutes and that was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like a college class. Just like a, just that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe it's easier. Is it easier to do the college classes online? Because they kind of just stick to their format of what kind of he lecture did and do, which was interesting, and I had to explain to my son that you don't wait till December tenth. Is everything was due December tenth? <laughs> yeah. Like one, when, when right, he, right. yeah, like everything was due. Like the papers were due. Like everything was due December tenth. I'm like, oh no, no, no. You know, and I said he's not going to watch you. He's not going to. It's not going to be a high school teacher. It's not a high school class. He's not going to be like, hey, you didn't turn this in. Yeah. Or call mommy and daddy. And Yes, it's entirely on you. So just to let you know. So we had the verbal agreement, since he wasn't quite there yet maturity-wise, that we met once a week on Thursday evenings to see what was due, what needed to be done, and what could be done so we didn't have to deal with that December 10th. I said, then you're going to need to do this next year for college too. Once a week, you're going to yep. see what can I do, yeah. what can I turn in early, what can I get done. Yep. I know it's so important. Those are skills they don't have yet. He does not have those no, yet. No, majority don't. No, I don't I'm, even know if I did when I was that age. As a freshman, age. I don't think. As I a did. freshman in college, no, I, I don't didn't. think I did. I think I was a big, blurry. You did okay in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I went to a small private high school. Yeah. So I did great. There was like twenty kids in every class. Oh and my god. One hundred and ten people in my graduating class. Um, all kinds of attention. All kinds of attention. Mm-hmm. Very. It was a very academic. Um, high school and so I felt like it was very academic like it was hard um, and so yeah it was yeah I wore a uniform <laughs> little dawn uh-huh. in the uniform okay. I feel uh, <laughs> I'm a little nervous about next year because the colleges take so much more effort to get going again like they've you know they have to plan so far in advance and the vibe I'm getting right now is where I feel very confident High school, I mean, we've already gone back on campus with our high schools, and I'm confident that next year we will get back to a full. I'm not so confident with the colleges, and I'm really bummed about our know. our our kids that are seniors that have gotten back on campus and are you know feeling the 
how positive that is, then going right back into dis- I'm, I'm Yeah, mine wants to go back. Like he's like, I, I'm not a good distance learner. He, Granted, he I will say something interesting is last semester he got an academic letter for getting above a 3.67 when normally he's about a 2.5 it's two points good boy wow i'm just gonna say he was resourceful how does that sound (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm just gonna say he was resourceful that's all i'm gonna say he did the work he showed up to class Uh uh-huh but i'm just gonna say let's just say they they learned how to share he was but, resourceful. Yeah, he was resourceful. Let's just leave it at that. But here, you know, here's, uh, I, I want to, uh, I heard somebody say something about this, and it, uh, I believe it came from a colleague of ours uh, through an email. I think my initial reaction to that, that resourcefulness mm-hmm. would be a negative one. Oh, oh, mine too. And, but I have to, I have to try to put myself in their position, and I have to applaud them, because I didn't, I never went through what they're going through. I never had to go through this situation as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we are celebrating enough their resourcefulness. I think we just see it as like, oh, they're cheating or the, you know, whatever. Mm-mm. But no, nope. they're responding. They're responding to a situation and they're needing to get things done and in the ways that they know how with the tools available to them. Yep. And I, I have to applaud them for I, that. I, yeah. I don't know you what know? else to say because in college we had study groups. Yeah. We shared notes. Absolutely. Um, so. Somebody did better than you, better notes. They'd share and you, I mean, exactly. it's what you do. So I'm like, you you know, you get resourceful in college too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just was like, whatever. <laughs> I think anything kind of goes. <laughs> like this year, I, you can't judge them. Yeah. And I, right. I, I, somebody sent an email and I just read it and I was like, you know, you're right. We're, we're, I don't know, maybe focusing on the negative part of, you know, what's happening out there. These kids are all just cheating. They're all, you know, uh, but I was like, I kind of reframed it. Yes. I just had to think of it from the other side of it and think about what these kids were going through. And I was like, God, I, I, I would totally do the same thing. I had to I, flip it and say he cares enough to cheat. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Boom. No, Some you're exactly right. Anything. That's a drop the mic moment. Seriously. Yeah. But please don't drop the mic. Please. I know. But oh, yeah, these are expensive. <laughs> I know. That's total <laughs> terrible justification, but You're I know. funny, man. Don't drop the mic. Yeah, please don't. We just bought <laughs> microphones. <laughs> ah, well, thank you for coming over. You're welcome. That was a nice was conversation. Fun. It's like therapy. It is. It is. <laughs> it's been and a rough year. Kinda, it's I been know. a rough year. I want to be negative, and I want to get grumpy, and I want to just be hor- miserable. But why? Why waste it? Why? What will it do? That's it does a great, not change anything. That is a great place to end it. So flip it and make the best of the bad situation. There we go. There we go.